there's never been a better time to right. be black than now. From Yawa, this is Two Takes on the Pod. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Two Takes and a Pod. My name is Falaren. And I'm Osai. This is our podcast where we give you two takes on the theme of the moment. Yes, sir. And on this episode, we're talking about black privilege. Yeah. I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but I promise you stick with us. Um, one of the things we talk about is really being black in the workplace. So there are challenges that come from that, be it discrimination, ignorance, or just some unconscious bias that you have to deal with. We talk about the impact of that and who really can take responsibility here, apart from us because we have no choice. Yeah, and we talk about being able to use your blackness uh, as a superpower and if you can sort of tap into, you know, all of that and uh, turn that into how to make yourself successful in the workplace. Yeah, man, there's got to be some advantages, right? Some, at least like one. At least. You know, at least, um, at the very least. Anyway, this episode is pretty cool. We get someone who, uh, you know, works in the corporate culture and is, is quite black herself. So, yeah, you guys to uh, enjoy the episode. All right. Take care. Okay, uh, today on the show, we have uh, Somto Ibi with us. Okay. Uh, Somto's an engineer, but I don't think that's that's just where it starts for her. I think she yes. starts exploring a bunch of different things. Yes. So um, maybe talk to us about the things that you're interested in, you know, in engineering, outside engineering, I think Flora was telling us an interesting story about a post you <laughs> you worked on with a what was it the equation? Oh, the Navier-Stokes equation. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So some people out there might know exactly what it is. That's a very right? engineering. That's that just to give you an idea, like just to know that, like, yeah, she does this, right? She don't play, right? right. But what else are you interested in? Like, so Somto was involved in um, talking, uh, writing uh, about black, the black experience in the workplace for mm-hmm. us at Yawa Magazine. And uh, so we brought her on here to join us to really share a little bit of uh, her thoughts, her experiences. And uh, we kind of had a few issues we wanted to unpack. And we thought she would be the perfect person yeah. to help us do that. Oh, too kind. So some to like do a little intro, uh, if you feel, and then we can get into it. Okay, yeah. Thank you. I quite like your introduction. Um, <laughs> but yes, I am an engineer by day. I work uh, in the energy like industry. And other interests I have is I enjoy storytelling. Um, really, really enjoy storytelling. I also really like tea. And I cut <laughs> spices from all over the world. Um, What's the latest spice that you're like into? Well, I can tell you about something I made yesterday. Okay, that's oh, awesome. um, interesting. I think I saw this. Nando's peri peri chicken sauce, but I added soy sauce, honey, half of a fresh squeezed orange juice. Okay. Um, I added some lime juice, some smoked paprika. Okay. So pretty much just mixed everything in my cupboard. And it tasted pretty good, actually. Did so, you eat it in one sitting, like you thought? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't finish it. But um, yeah, more like half of it isn't done right now. But, but you're uh, happy with the way it turned out? I'm happy with the way it turned out. So but is this I, like a sauce or? I just, I just explored with things in my kitchen. But I do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds it seems to work for you. I know I tried something you you kind of like put together. It was a um, Irish potato something. I can't remember. 
like you was ate it shepherd's it? pie or, or it something was like shepherd's it. pie yeah but, but it was like shepherd's a... pie with a twist <laughs> yeah <laughs> shepherd's pie with uh, sweet potatoes yeah yeah with no sweet potatoes cheese. so like the healthy version yeah and it tasted pie. amazing it really so, did so how did the Irish get involved <laughs> is, is sweet potatoes an Irish potato no no Am I, am I mixing them up? Yeah. yeah. So which one's the sweet? Okay. All right. Yeah. Sweet potato. Like, sweet potato. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It's, it's just a sweet potato. Um, it's so funny. I was laughing earlier because I remember you just saying. So, are you actually going to call it black privilege? Um, <laughs> we'll see. I think that it's a. Hmm. It's a catchy title, but I think it's a good way think to think about, about, it. about it. Actually, yeah, I, I think it's an excellent because like the the framing. <laughs> look at us commending ourselves on like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think the framing was important because like this this I think this spun off, um, this spun off the episode that's dropping this week, okay. which is too foreign, and I think we're gonna call it Black Awareness Propaganda. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because you guys were doing a little talk on that. Yep. Um, and basically it was like us, I don't want to say deciding, but chopping up our view on blackness and like when mm-hmm. we realized we were black, you know? Right. Um, and like the reason why I liked this framing of privilege is one, privilege has become a, or has been a hot button like word for mm-hmm, I'll call it mm-hmm. five, six years now. Um, but also it's like, I find in my conversations with black people, or with people who are just hyper aware that they're black and that becomes a conversation like it's rarely about oh how can I use this to my advantage mm-hmm. rarely um, right. they, I've had lots of good conversations about it and actually like it inspired us having this conversation this podcast that I mean and then um, I've sent some of the stuff that we have in here to people based off on that and they've really echoed it okay. back but it's like we rarely are talking about okay yeah this dynamic exists how can you finesse it? Right. Right. You know, like, and for me, maybe it's my mindset. Like I'm always trying to be like, how can I, yeah, maybe that's, no, I mean, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's just like a lot of times when we're talking about the issues that we deal with as black people, it's, Unfortunately, from a victim mentality, not mentality, but position, because due to the systems in place, we've been victimized, whether we knew it or not. And mm-hmm. we are typically just coming to the realization and it's fresh and it's hot. Right. Mm. But then it's like, is there a way to kind of flip this around? Are we in a position where we can? Are we in a time that allows for that a little bit? And how what would that look like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, from what you said about is there a time, I think there's never been a better time to right. be black than now. Exactly. Like, honestly, you know, I totally agree with that like mm-hmm. sentiment. But to now turn that to say, then we have, um, we've reached a black privilege, like, stance mm. is what I struggle with because when okay. I think privilege I think you know there are certain advantages that are ascribed to you because you're black and sure you know we have things like companies that have gender and diversity dashboards and you see we're trying to reach X percentage or people like walk on shells around you at exactly. work and right. like are those things really privileges though or mm. like that's what I struggle I with. would reframe privilege to, to just be um, a set of things right that are out of outside of your control but are given to you Right. Right. And in this essence, right? Or in like in this framing, being black was given to you, right? You mm-hmm, didn't decide mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And because of this dynamic where everybody's talking about race and there's never been a better time to be black, you now have a 
privilege. Sure. Um, sure. To, you know what I mean? Sure. That, that's how I but, would frame but, it versus like status wise where it's, it's, mm. there's a lot of affirmative action out there right now, but I don't know that Jesus. it's, wow. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There is a lot of affirmative, like we, right. that's just that's the elephant yeah. in the room, you mm-hmm. know, but like, I don't know that it's not, you know, sufficient enough that we can. We're definitely not. I don't think we're in a place where there is black privilege, like right. general, like like st- like status wise, right? Like right. we we know that, right? I think that's that's the reason why we are taking advantage of this. This word has been used, like like Flyer was saying, like the past six years or so, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it it pisses people off because it's just like, what what are you talking about? We're right. still going through stuff, exactly. right? Yeah. But the, the 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 reason for this premise is to challenge that, like even within ourselves, right? You know what I mean? Like because I definitely feel that I'm not not acknowledging that. But then it's just like, is there a way to kind of think about this in a way? Because like people are doing it. Like there's mm-hmm. people. So I heard a story recently about somebody who, uh, like a, this this uh, Jamaican woman who has a background in technology, mm-hmm. and she's been working in technology, I guess in Toronto for since like '93 or so, mm-hmm. right? And basically, what she did was she's very personable. She likes to socialize and network and things like that. So for somebody who was black, that you know, that going that that's already a significant thing. But she started to start up initiatives to help, um, like all these big tech companies meet that. Like basically, I want to I want to frame it the right way. Basically, to help them find black employees, young right, black right. employees for tech companies. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so the idea is just like she's basically used that disadvantage, right? Yeah. Like, and like now it's created opportunity for people. Like, okay, yeah, I mean, maybe these companies just want to fill their diversity quota or something, mm-hmm. right? But the fact is that there's black people who want jobs in those companies, right? 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 So it's a win-win sort of situation yes, for both yes, people. Yeah. So it's just like that as a concept in itself. Like we're now in a time where that actually kind of just works. Mm-hmm. We knew in 93 it didn't work. Right, you know, right. you know, in 2000 it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. Right, but we've reached that point. So it's just like, are the ties changing? Like, it's, it's assessing that from both sides, not just like, okay, you know, we're going through yeah. shit, even though we're going to address that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if, if you're looking at things from that angle, then yes, I can agree that mm. there are lots of ways that you can take advantage of the current climate that we're in today mm-hmm. and like, you know, make it worth your while. Yeah. So, um, speaking of worth your while, there's a more absurd example of what you were saying, and yeah. I, I thought that was the direction you're going in. But there's this there's this lady <laughs> who is having hosting dinners and explaining to white women. Oh my god. <laughs> why the shit they're doing is racist oh. and charging them 2500 plus for these dinners oh wow bro I'm like get me some of these clients oh bro. my goodness <laughs> I mean, if, that's not, wow. if, if that's not peak black privilege I don't know what like, it is that is somebody who has vision you know that is right. a finesse you know what like, I mean that is I'm like, I'm like just the the, the confidence <laughs> to, to go down and say like hey this is this is what yo, you need to charge me for my time I sent the link to one of my white friends I'm like yo if you can get me clients like this I'll retire like today like, I, can, I can definitely explain to people what what, what are you kidding yeah. round table over some bread and cheese some wine <laughs> do, you, do you know do you know <laughs> do you know what that made me think when I first heard that story it was so funny is because because when you're talking to people and like you know when when you're you're going through discrimination at work and things like that right sometimes um, a lot of times people feel like it's not my responsibility to ed- educate you on dealing with black people mm. like why do I have to deal with that like you know so when I thought about it I was just like well you know this is a perfect argument for that <laughs> it's like hey, see this one here 2500 for an yeah. hour of our time that's a business yeah. mind you know what I'll yeah. give you a discount. <laughs> Four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> 
get you and your friends oh, and I'll give you, you know what I mean, even more right. of a discount. Right. Come yeah. through. You Some know? people see racism, <laughs> other people see a business opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> it just depends on how you look at it, you know? Right, 100%. Turn the adversity into an advantage. Hey, look hey. at you preaching. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Okay. Hey guys, um, we're doing the segment again. This time, uh, we're more interested about you being black or being a minority in the workplace. Uh, so we want you to share with us your most ex- interesting experiences from either microaggressions from coworkers or moments that you basically had to teach, teachable moments where you had to basically explain to that person why they were wrong. You know, if it was funny, if it was rude, if it was contentious, we want to know. Uh, you can send it to us at two takes on a pod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on social media on our Instagram, which is two takes on a pod, T W O T A K T A K E S pod at gmail.com. You got it. Peace. Okay. So, Somto, you enjoy many things, and I yeah. liked your little bio there. Um, you like spices, you like tea, yeah, yeah. and co- collecting spices around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here in Toronto, you do work. in a a corporate environment and this episode we're talking about black privilege which you told us you don't think is a thing that exists Mm -hmm. um which is fair like in the context of what we were talking about right um but i guess if we're talking about corporate culture and your journey personally um what is like what does that mean to you just being black in that space like how does that is that a thing that you think about at all? Yes, I do all the time. Um, so in my day job, I have been fortunate to work in um, several geographic locations across North America, actually. Mm-hmm. I've worked in like large metropolitan cities like Toronto. That's very multicultural. But I've also worked in like small towns in the middle of nowhere where the population is largely homogenous, right? And um, my experiences had been quite varied and mm-hmm. very interesting. And, you know, I I think about being black all the time like especially when I went my, the first time I went to one of these small towns I was like oh my god you know for a lot of my co-workers I was the first person that looked like me that they were coming close contact with so every day I was answering a question on behalf of black women you know mm-hmm. um, and then but the one thing I like about the company I work with is the culture right um, sure I have experienced microaggressions that have you know added to my emotional stress but most of them I would say have been unintentional in like you know fortunately in my experience but my company is very big on um, respect so even as I was going from like large city to small city I knew that the people I was going to be working with would at least be looking to respect me as a person Mm. first and so that really helped but I can remember the first small city I worked in this one guy my first few weeks he would always offer to take me on site tours and I thought he was being very nice but I noticed on every time like once you get into the car he starts asking me questions about Nigeria the food the, like he just wanted to get me alone so he could ask me all these questions mm. and he was just very intrigued like and then you know another one of my coworkers. <laughs> every time I change my hair she would be so fascinated I had to unbraid my hair once at work to show her how it, it was works th- are you serious I showed her a YouTube video as well like they were just very fa- I guess I was the yeah. first person that looked like me like you know my hair would change drastically all the time and right. I get t- I, like they were just like is this magic this is, you yeah. know <laughs> and I was like oh my god yeah or like the first time I went like when I, I was there well in one of like the longest I spent in one of these small towns was two years and um 
you know, I went back home to Nigeria. I came back and I was talking about, you know, my family and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my goodness, so you mean there's internet and like all these things. And I'm like, okay, well, so I spent a lot of time educating them. And then I got to understand that a lot of these people, like they really just don't know. And I can take the offensive stance and be like, da, 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 da. Or I could just like be respectful and try my best to educate. Like I know it's... I, I have now come to realize that I do have a responsibility to educate when I can. Mm -hmm. So I freely and happily do that. Um, Is is it stressful at any point though? Like, you know, know, like understanding that you have the responsibility and that these people are coming not from a negative place, but maybe genuine curiosity or wanting to learn How, how, you know, I guess, how has that affected you just overall? Yeah, I mean, a a lot of times I feel like I am the ambassador for all black people so you know i have to answer questions on behalf of all black people and like you know i have to be on my best behavior at every single point in time because again for a lot of these people i'm their first point of contact and i'm going to leave a lasting impression so i don't want to ruin the opportunity exactly right so (laughs) um yeah that sure feels like you're carrying the world on your shoulders but i try not to think about it that way a lot like you know i try to see as I'm just me, just Somto, and you know, again, everybody's experience is different. And you know, whenever I'm answering all these questions, I always clarify that this is just me. Like Africa is yeah. huge, again, Nigeria is huge. Everybody's different, but for me, this is how it is, and this is why I do the things the way I do them. But hmm. yeah, the, the the curiosity thing, um, I find it difficult to be offended by because mm. I feel like the same thing would happen the other way right whereas you know i mean i can have you're learning about a new culture yeah in asia too like i the curiosity thing is is is, some people get offended by it yeah no some people do like for sure and like honestly the approach sometimes it can be offensive Mm -hmm. right the approach that is like people but the the knowing what to say yeah the idea of being curious i'm not offended by it so so you know when when you talked a little bit like when you said there the you feel a little bit like you have a responsibility Mm -hmm. um that's a curious thing because Mm -hmm. like you've gone from you know just accepting this is the thing that happens to going okay you know what if I don't respond with education, there's a gap. Right. Right. Exactly. And what happens with that gap? Right. Knowing the world that we live in, right, it's going to get filled with all of the wrong things. So right. I might as well, where I can, plug those gaps, right? Like, right. This, this is fair. Yeah, using them as teachable moments. Yeah, those little moments. To, and like, that's, that, that, that's cool. Uh, Cool. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing I feel like I need to say at this point in time right. is when I worked in like cities like Toronto, where it's very multicultural, my thing was, and this was early in, on in my career, like, I'm like, okay, I'm just coming in, I want to do a good job, I do a good job, and I just go home. Like, I, I didn't, like, the times that I tried to mix and mingle, it was my my differences were very apparent. Like, you know, didn't have the same humor, Mm. didn't watch the same shows, or like, you know, I remember this one time I joined this trivia that was going on at work and they were talking about all these like music bands and I was just terrible at it. That's that's always the hardest thing. Name name one name one front band from the (laughs) seventies with name Mike like like, like, Yeah, talking about Van Halen or um, what's the one that they love here so much? I can't remember, I feel bad now. Tragically Um, hip? Yeah, tragically hip. Every no everybody and your mom. R.I.P. Like, Gordy. Yeah, Come on. Exactly. You know, yeah. straight up. Yeah, you know. But I just knew it was a big deal when he, when he he passed. Right. right. Um, but um, yeah, it's like it, it's actually so funny. Like because even <laughs> for me, when you talk about the curiosity thing, mm. right? So <laughs> somebody was, hey, hey, oh, what, what do you do? Whatever you work at Bell. Oh, I haven't seen you around. Why haven't you seen me around? Maybe it's because I'm not 
you don't typically see black faces in the company, but mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, say, oh, so what do you do and everything? And and, and the first, uh, before I could say anything, the first uh, uh, guess was basically, I, I work for a telecommunications company, so they have a call center. So you just assumed I worked at the call center. Oh. <laughs> I was like, dressed up at Did you everything. hit him with the manager tag? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so I was like, uh, actually, no, um, I, I'm a manager. And I always like just say it very nicely and I look straight at them. Just <laughs> <laughs> Just guy like, says, yo, it's so funny when somebody who's six two with a deep voice and is black says he says things very nicely and stares right at them. Right. Yeah. Well, not like not like in a mean was just like, yeah, I am a manager, and then you can see their face just go white. Yeah. Just, yeah. just <laughs> staring. Yeah. Look at him and they look at like, especially if you're not in a managerial, like even if they are, right? Like it's you just see their face go white. Mm. And then <laughs> I was like, oh no, 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 you know, it's okay. And then you can just see them like they oh, can't man, wait to horrible. leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Sumto, you said you said something about uh, what helped with the adaptation for you when it's like going to different places um, right. with your company, where it's like your company's one of the values in your company is is respect, right? And so you knew that wherever you were going, you were going to meet coworkers who were going to be respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the questions that we have here is like, what does a healthy corporate relationship or culture look like for black professionals and it sounds like respect is one of those things right yes. are, are there any others that like in your mind or like, this is important um i think you know respect is one thing but just the company culture in general so mm-hmm. some company cultures are you know like a culture that values inclusivity for example diversity and inclusivity but you know it's one thing to be diverse but where you feel included so you know i used to always exclude myself from a lot of these social things in general just because i'm like I don't want my difference to stand out. But then I realized that that wasn't helping me because, again, workplace relationships are so key. That's where all of the... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's where- so I started doing things that I was uncomfortable with and putting myself out there to build relationships with people. And people were very open to including me in these things. Like, I never played golf before, but I said, I'm going to go golfing with my coworkers. And mm. they were very like, oh, sure, I'll teach you and I will show you the ropes. I, right. I tried curling, I tried baseball, like all the wow. random stuff. Real Canadian awesome. experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I need to put myself out there. I can't just be in my closed box, you mm. know? Like, right. I need to build these relationships with people so I did that and and the other thing that helped me is just that people were very inclusive and you know there was that culture so you had a receptive environment yes yes Um, other things that I think will signify a healthy workplace is um, that you have people that are you know willing to stick their neck out for you Um, so this one time somebody made a very bad joke and it was borderline racist Um, I didn't think anybody else heard but apparently somebody else heard he sent me an email and said he heard what happened and if I wish to pursue that with HR he would Mm -hmm. back me up and I thought that's that's really nice you know I didn't wish to take it any further but the the person apologized like a day after because I guess they thought about it or, and I just gave them this really bad attitude the following day like I didn't normally I, you know, good morning or mm. whatever I just avoided them and they could tell and then I don't know if they talked to somebody else but then they came and of their own accord apologized I should have said something but I I was new and I wasn't mm. at that point to confront you with like your the dynamic wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. yeah. also it's not like you're you know, you know what I mean like you're still kind of healing or working through that right, right? like it's, it's really on them to kind of step in and like address it or somebody else like you said an ally to call them out. Right. And so I think, you know, that 
uh, workplace culture is generally it. Like I think that a culture that you know people are feel empowered to be able to help another employee out when they see something wrong or you know they see something wrong and say something and not just like you know right. let it go or because like ignore it. Um, a culture that everyone respects everyone and one that's inclusive. I think those things are key for. Um, I guess key performance indicators for like what a healthy corporate like relationship looks like. Yeah, I like what you did there. But I mean, uh, also you've taken a lot of responsibility too. And I think when when I think about black privilege, quote unquote, or when I think about um, navigating corporate spaces as a black person, right? At some point, you decided that you know what I have to put myself out there. Yes. Right. So that that that's like a thing on your part, right? right. Like you're doing stuff. And same thing you said, it's like, oh, uh, someone said, oh, they don't see you out in places and you're like, uh, maybe I'm not doing that enough or whatever. Right. Um, but in, in my experience, it's always been about like, okay, so I may get a certain reaction because of who I am, mm-hmm. but I still have goals here, right? right and right. Um, if I'm going to accomplish that, th- those goals, what is the path of least resistance? Right. And like, if I have to show up at somebody's going away party when I started last week, I'm coming. Right, right. yeah. You know no, what I mean? It's true, like, it's true. It's I'm true. coming and you're going to have to put up with me like this. You know it's what I mean? True. I'm going to be in your face and if right. you have questions, ask me and like I will I will be, like you said, educative as much as I can. Right. I think that's my attitude now. I've learned uh, some lessons. Right. Um, to, to put it lightly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, there's a lot of personal responsibility that I think a lot of black folks maybe don't realize they have. That we're carrying. Yeah, that you're carrying as well, because like it, it can be really overwhelming and overbearing, and you may not just want to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the article that you sent um, talks about like you know people just how exhausting it is for people, right? right? right. They, they so like just as for reference, like they surveyed um, people of color in corporate spaces, right? Just to talk about the things that weigh them down and like going out. You know, and participating in company events is just a wearisome yeah. thing, right? Right, and, and it's, the challenge like speaks to what we were talking about a little bit earlier too, where it's just like, can you really be your like, like you know, share everything? Can you really oh, no. be your full, your full uh, self. authentic yeah. self oh, with right. them, or is that going to be used against you? Do you? Like, have you showed up at work at your full self? So, yeah. So um, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm genuinely <laughs> curious about that in the whole mix of like, you know, you kind of trying to network and like, right, how are you right. navigating that? And I'm sure so, we all have shared experiences my approach has been be my authentic self but with caution you know? right 100% <laughs> like, like 100% and I, I, I know I mentioned this earlier but whenever I hear that you know be yourself be authentic right. I always cringe because I'm like mm, how much know? of that can you handle exactly and I'm like I think there's you know the back end work that you need to do before you tell somebody you know be to be their authentic self because yeah. you first have to be self aware like and then once you're self aware you also have to be aware of how that's perceived so that right. you know what to reveal and when. Like you can't just go telling everybody everything every time. Like kind of, you know. So I have yeah. a question. With right. Sense. Right. <laughs> right. I have a question because I think that's genuinely, genuinely how us black people feel. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that we always speak of, but it's consistent, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when I was talking with uh, the other co-worker that I got mixed up with, <laughs> we looked at each other and we were like, yep, yeah, that kind of, you yeah, know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a great guy, but that kind of makes sense, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but but okay. it's, it's just like, if you are trying to uh, do all these things, you're, you're still taking on a significant amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's where it's tricky, right? Like, if you're taking on that responsibility, what can, I guess, the company do to help 
like have that conversation um employee resource groups at least that's what we call them uh, where yeah. i work but they're like clubs essentially so the way my company operates is they have these clubs for i guess um what would i say minority groups and okay. they use them as mini think Thanks. That's what it's supposed to be, at least. You know, whether it works or not is a different mm-hmm. story, but that's what it's supposed to be. And then you always have like an executive that's a sponsor of that group. And so, say you have one for like black employees. Right. And so, these black employees come together, they have events. It's like a support group where, you know, you're in a safe space, you can rant. And you know that that's not really going to go outside of that. You, you know, you connect with other people that have similar experiences as you. And then um, you use that as a, you know, su- like a suggestion box almost, like, you know, if everybody's experiencing this thing, if this is the temperature down below at like the lowest level of the company, what type of initiatives or programs can the higher up leadership implement to make it a safer, better uh, you know, experience for everybody? So right. one example is, um, you know, there's been this talk about diversity and inclusion. Everybody talks about it. Right. It's like a PR thing now, everyone, you know. Bro. But then are the employees really feeling... Um, that they included in things like are they actually comfortable like when you hire all these people do they actually feel like this is where they're supposed to be or do they feel included in things and so now like they've added like a new what, what do I call it now a new goal for all leaders in the company where you have to show how you're um, demonstrating inclusive behaviors. Now, the, the challenge with that okay. is that is so vague. Yeah, right? yeah I was it's about like, to ask, what, what does that, that what does that look like? Behavior, right? Right. So now the other, the other, we brought um, one of the blacks with us to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other. So that that has now created a problem. And what what this think tank is trying to do is come up with like a list of examples for these leaders to say these are examples of appropriate inclusive behaviors and how you can show support for your direct Mm. reports that are of minority groups or whatever interesting so yeah you know those types of things would help um, with like the company like what other people can do Um, I think other people should feel comfortable with um, asking questions and also take initiative in educating themselves like there's a lot of information out there like there's some things that you can just google you don't need to ask me that question mm-hmm. um, but then you know even if you really really wanted to ask I feel like people should just feel comfortable because it's better addressing these things head on than just it being like the elephant in the room yeah. that nobody is that nobody's talking about yeah is this a company's responsibility to um, create those kind of environments I think so yeah, because I, I mean, so you're hiring all these people. You want them to work, and you want them to feel comfortable. I mean, this, you spend a lot of your time at work, so mm. I think the company should take that responsibility on. But I mean, if your company is not there yet, people should feel free to suggest things. Yeah, be like be outspoken, like yeah. uh, and and um, and I think this probably ties on to because a lot of the stuff you you've mentioned, which is great, is onus is on company, right? So if company isn't doing it and you don't do anything, then there's that gap yeah right and then you, something's gotta happen right? your companies are still playing catch up that's yeah, for sure yeah for sure sounds like you're, um, you're at a great company though yeah. like you it, know actually it. I quite like them I just wish they'll pay me better yeah um, you know I'll send this clip right to your boss no <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah just let hi guys two takes on a pod segment out for you guys this time around we're curious what cultural norms have you made a choice to kick and why we're getting to that point in our lives where we're making decisions on what to learn and unlearn 
from our childhood. So we're really curious to see what cultural norms or what thing that would seem normal to you that you made a decision to kind of throw away. Send it to us at two takes at the pod at gmail.com. That's TWO takes and the pod at gmail.com. Now back to the show. I, I guess looking at it from the black privilege angle, my focus is is always on us and like right. what we can do and how we can make th- how we could turn this into our into a win for us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, make this work for us. And I think you do it well with the taking responsibility and with um, you know you're going to be there anyway, mm-hmm. right? You enjoy the work that you do, so mm-hmm. you figure out a way to make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my approach has been to. Um, I don't want, I, I don't want to ever say that I've showed up at work as my full authentic Ooh. self um, but my, my approach is to uh, be very clear about what I want to accomplish right like for for me in this space what is a win right and then just going for it right regardless and playing whatever game they like they have set for yeah, me you exactly. know I just like and it's like knowing that fuck it's a game mm-hmm it sucks that I have to play this game, mm-hmm. right? But what is my win? And mm-hmm. if I get my win, I'm cool. I, I think the frustration, um, and I felt this frustration before, is like not knowing what that win is and just having to play. Like it's like you have to show up, and it's like I don't know really why I'm here. I don't know what works for like, me. What's the greater point? Well, yeah, what's yeah. the greater point? And it's like that is what makes all this stuff really overbring. And I get that. Um, but, but once I did the work to clarify that, you know what? Okay, that's the job I want. These are the people in the roles that um, have the ability to make this job a possibility for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's not just showing up to work parties. It's showing up to the work parties that they're going to be at, right? Right. It's not just um, saying hi to people because I want to say hi to people. It's making sure I'm saying hi to those people, right? Right. Like it's it's little so things like that. Like that though is like I think something that applies to everybody. Mm. Like you know, having clear cut expectations, discussing that with like your boss, having like career planning discussions, and saying this is where I want to go. But like you know, those types of things, I think would everybody should be doing them though. Everybody, yeah. like yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think you know, to, to his point, um, black people, we we for sure have to do it. You know, right. from in that article that that uh, that we sent, you know, it was the guy who had basically been killing it for like a couple of years already, and he just kept passing, getting passed over for a promotion, mm-hmm. and then when he went to go talk to his boss and say hey uh, you know I really want this you know just kind of like what, what uh, Florian was saying and it's like I really want this but you know what's what's the problem am I not doing or meeting the numbers I feel like I've done everything right and it's like uh, you know uh, the you know the partners or whoever is up there is like they don't really feel like they know you mm-hmm. right and you know I'm part of the challenge you know is what we were speaking to where it's you don't feel comfortable sharing yourself because you don't know what they're gonna like or not like so mm-hmm. you know eventually he essentially started doing what exactly what Florian was saying and it kind of started working for him but that burden of um, like I guess the question I ask myself every now and then is if this was some other person right if, would the work have been enough right do you understand what I'm saying would do you have to I think do she's it? saying the work is never enough right like, no like I feel you don't like think so? yeah. I, I feel like you shouldn't be comparing definitely not comparing yourself with, if it was somebody else would it be enough Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. I think, wait, wait, I think, hold on. Sorry. Can you clarify that? Like, you definitely You don't think definitely. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you should be looking at it from a. If it were somebody else, would it be enough? You should be looking at it from since it's me. Have I given my best? Hmm. Like, I mean, right. But I, well, I guess what I'm saying is like I'm not saying I'm using it as a justification. Like, oh, okay. okay, this is what it is, and I don't like this. I'm going to leave this company. But more like, you know, 
Okay, so when when I was go, like looking up different experiences and things like that, right? They were talking about this mini me experience with like for mentorship, mm-hmm. where you know maybe the white Asian Indian whoever the C, uh, the uh, higher my upper manager management is um, that you might be dealing with may not see you as you know a, a young version of themselves mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, as a result yeah. of that there is that disconnect we're we're yeah, exactly this unconscious bias and they start uh, you know okay this guy's doing great work he reminds me of myself right. you know what i'm saying right, sometimes right, that's right. all you need right. you, you understand what i'm saying and i'm sure like women also experience that too as well mm-hmm. so i guess part of it is like yes i gotta do more right but I'm also kind of acknowledging that that there might be a problem there. There might be a subconscious bias that nobody can really put their hands on. Mm. Right, you know, right. whether it be HR, like how do you really prove that this is kind of the case? So, I mean, something, uh, listening to you talk now, I'm just reminded of something that, like a, an advice I got a few years ago and um, my mentor at the time, she was telling me about the importance of having a, she called it a personal board of directors, but at work, mm-hmm. and make sure it's diverse. You know, diverse as in people of different, from gen- different generations and different like racial groups. Right. So I know like, the, you know, I just talked about the, like the employee resource groups and it's just black people hurdling together. Mm-hmm. But like, don't do that to yourself. Like right. try and be in the good graces of somebody that is like, white and in a power of position like have them as someone you can like you know call up or just yeah somebody that you can talk to and get opinions about stuff and like somebody that has visibility to your work and what you do so that they can say hey you know I think you should do things differently or like do things this way because different perspective right Mm -hmm. get somebody that is older too and somebody that's younger like a younger person will be able to tell you about like you know like newer Mm. things that you don't know about because believe it or not we're getting old Mm. And right. you know, sometimes I'm losing touch about all the new technology and all the like, some apps. I'm just like, what is TikTok, for example? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that? But anyway, yeah, you know. But I know these apps are not going to help you at work. But no, you know, no, no, I got you. I, I mean, get just the, about the new, yeah, just uh, things that are happening, right. and then somebody that's your peer as well that you know uh, will be able to tell you stuff that you know they think you can do better or things that you know they think you're doing really well. Um, I think that's also really key. So I know, like, black people especially, we tend to like if you see another black person you guys you're like best buddies but you need to like diversify your uh, I guess your connections at work don't just you know latch on to the black executives that you find if you're lucky to find if you're like yeah (laughs) exactly I was like the first one of those other black employees Mm. might be (laughs) yeah might be hard to find sometimes so I mean make have make the most of of it but basically don't pigeon yourself pigeonhole yourself into just kind of relating or having those long term or I guess richer relationships with black people or just black people or people of your similar background right because like yeah those like senior white people they can give you some salient like they can invite you to things where you can meet people in positions of power that'll be able to give you your next role or like you know right so and they yeah. go to bat for you too when you don't know exactly right like when you don't know right, right? Yeah. In, in, in a way that like you just can never can never realize so right. it's definitely those relationships are so key 100%. yeah um, so key I guess that's kind of what I mean about like, having a Plan. Yeah, and then figuring out a way around it. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I don't know if there's other questions um, on this, the corporate dynamic that, that I have personally. I guess I'm curious about, I mean, we've talked a lot about the professional life, but uh, you know, blackness as a social currency is definitely a way to like feel like privilege exists. Mm-hmm. Not privilege again, like, um, like status, but privilege as in like, 
a set of advantages that you have, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. um, if you think about the coolness factor, right? Oh, yeah. I have a story about the coolness oh, factor. Oh, please. Yeah. Give me a share. So, um, but this is for like from university, but I'm still going to tell it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was in a 12-month internship at like a Western, uh, Western Canada. Never been there before, small town, whatever. And I read the, you know, the website, the information for new employees. It's a business casual, right? So I packed my bag from Ottawa, like four suitcases. And if you, like, I like color. So I had my yellow dresses, like heels, scarves, like everything. I can just imagine. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be amazing. It was also my first corporate, like, experience so I arrived there my first day of work I'm wearing a yellow dress red scarf my lipstick on and then I get to work everybody's wearing jeans and a hoodie and I'm like oh this is interesting also it was a very small city so there's only one mall and like there weren't things I liked there so it's not like I could even shop and at the time in my life I probably had like two or three pairs of jeans and that was it right I had no hoodies I had t-shirts but no hoodies so this is guys, girls, everybody's just dressed Everybody's just dressed down. Like mm, jeans, okay. t-shirts, hoodies. Like nobody is like dressed And I'm guessing up. dressed down is not business casual. No, that's okay. not. I mean, that's not how I define yeah, business that's casual. Yeah, that's not some business right? casual. I, I, think, I don't think hoodie passes for business casual. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. Exactly. So I was like, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do? And again, this was, I guess it was an unspoken rule. Mm-hmm. So for the next couple of weeks, I tried to blend in, wear my mm-hmm. jeans and t-shirts, but I really wasn't happy. It wasn't me. Um, so I just went back. Cause I mean, there was no reason why I couldn't wear what I was wearing. It wasn't unsafe. I was in the office. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I went out to site, but then you had to wear like proper like, protective equipment. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was like, you know what? whatever I'm just gonna wear what I have um so I kept on wearing my fancy dresses and my heels and um people would compliment me every now and then but when I was leaving at the end the team like my team had maybe 13 people but they all gave me gifts and the gifts were like jewelry like scarves um like really nice jewelry and scarves did you guys have a thing where you were giving each other gifts or everybody just I don't know if all the other co-op students got gifts but I got gifts and they told me that (laughs) you know and they got they wrote me like cards too and they they were they told me how you know they appreciated the color that I brought to the office and like they enjoyed seeing me every morning because I brightened their day or something and I was like this is like you know this was just me being me with my colorful self but like these people noticed and they were giving me things that they thought I would like like scarves and jewelry and Mm. I'm like oh okay this is nice like they didn't have to this wasn't my manager giving me it was like other team members giving me gifts and I'm like that's cool so I mean they thought I was pretty cool with my like quote-unquote high-end fashion you know, right, it right. really wasn't but mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. just something that they were not used to like you don't see that often yeah. or it's not like their style right huh. so for them it was like oh she's cool because she wears that's colorful, awesome. bright stuff i would even go further and say i don't think it was just cool i think they truly did appreciate it right like right. they they, mm-hmm. they appreciated you being yourself right. and it's funny that going in you had that struggle trying to figure out you know is this gonna work yeah. you know yeah, and yeah. it's just like you know what like I don't feel comfortable let me just do me do and right, then right. and that just turns out and flourishes right yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes me think about the whole idea of like whether we can show up as a full self or not and which parts yeah, <laughs> will not parts. work because you might be surprised right mm-hmm. I, I think that's that, that that's what's interesting to me now, now I'm thinking um, if I've ever tried something and been surprised right you know in terms of allowing myself to be 
mm-hmm. and then getting a better reaction than I thought that I would. I don't know that I have. Like, I, I, st- I still feel... I also work, you know, in an environment that's super conservative, super... Yeah, I, I really do not see my environment being a space where I can break out the little blackness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, there's like, I, I guess there's probably a healthy medium there somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if like I showed up in a, if, if I pulled up to where she was at with a do rag and uh, yeah. and a hoodie, you know, and jeans. <laughs> I don't know how it'll it'll work. Be, yeah, so trust me, I'm a manager. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I heard you all need some wires fixed. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh man, no, that, yeah, that yeah. You, there is, a, really there is a healthy, too, yeah. There is a healthy, like. It's like yeah, medium. be authentic, but be cautious about it, right? right? So. Well, who knows? They might like the durag, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it could work. <laughs> it could work. It you know, the thing come I on, coming with different color durags. The thing you know I, I haven't mean? done yet is like, um, like scarves and head wraps. So I love head wraps mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. turbans, and I haven't been able to bring myself to wear that to work yet. Oh really? So, oh, so you just like go with your? I uh, go with I my hair like the way it is. But even mm. like wearing my natural hair too, it was a struggle before I summoned the courage to do that. But I did, and everyone was like, "Oh wow, your hair looks nice," or "It looks cool," or like, "What happened there?" But then then me taking a step further and like I mean people wear religious head coverings but those are religious mine mm. isn't religious mm. and um, I can wear a head wrap that can be of a respectable size because I can make them as huge as you know you as want. I want but I can also like you know they can be little head wraps that are not distracting or like not super colorful um, but I'm like uh, I don't know if I can do this at work quite yet so <laughs> are you, you going to start off like subtle you know what I mean just go on, like yeah, a slightly yeah. I'll do neutral like, color exactly like a like, black one view them, them up to it exactly <laughs> so I just pull up on Friday with like a bright yellow and orange like, yeah that would know. be yeah that would be something I'll just say I've changed my religion and my new religion I'll make something up because you know once you like straddle those Indeed. religious lines everyone's like, like okay oh, yeah, respect <laughs> um, why do you why do you think that is that you've you've stayed away from or you've hid that aspect of yourself so far um i guess i'm still unsure about how it would be received right there's nothing that says i can't do it right now Mm. it's i i wouldn't i guess in my head it still feels that i would be maybe not conforming because nobody else does it but curious like okay. what would it take you know and, and this is for all of us I guess what would it take for you to show up as like your full self at work like what sort of circumstances or environment would you be like okay you know what I think I can take this risk you know what I mean because there have to be people showing up their full selves or well, actually you know I've definitely seen some people at work who definitely show up as your full selves <laughs> so, to work so if you're self-aware you know you've done your best to um you understand what your tendencies are what your values are mm-hmm. and you know you're, you've owned yourself and you're comfortable with who you are mm-hmm. and you're somebody who is you know you have that cultural intelligence right i think if you already have all those you should then feel free to through those lenses or through mm-hmm. those filters be yourself um <laughs> but through those lens and filters but what is that is that yourself is that that is that can because, be yourself so right I, okay I, I, I talked about the example of my friends going off but what 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 i said is because i know that 
that's how this person is i now deal with them differently right mm. right and so i now know that i should not sort of touch these buttons with this person and then i treat person a different from person b even though they're my friends i don't right. approach them the same way right mm. and so i feel you know you should apply the same principles to work. with yeah as long as you like I just feel as long as you're yourself, like you're aware of who you are and you've owned that, like you're comfortable and you've taken responsibilities for the actions that, you, right. you know, the concept of responsibilities for your actions, mm-hmm. then, you know, with that, then you should then feel comfortable because you know that whatever you're saying or however you're being, mm-hmm. you've filtered it through that lens and right. through that whatever. Right, so you're basically saying like you've done the work. Mm-hmm. So just approach things naturally yeah, right even if it doesn't go well you know you've done what you can and you know that if if the, if the opportunity comes for you to learn you probably will take it yeah because you're always going to offend people there's never right. a world where you say oh Talk like i it. did not offend anybody mm. in my lifetime right like yeah. it means you're just being in your house all by yourself and even at that you still offend people right so, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually yeah it's like why doesn't um, it come out oh yeah right, yeah, so, right. Okay. that's great that's great uh, Basically, right? Just learn all your Tim Hortons jokes. Learn all your <laughs> learn all your hockey yeah. comments. Like, oh, how about them Leafs? Eh? Hey, 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 hey! I went to my first hockey game hey. uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was very okay. proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Was it a work event? It was a work event, and I had platinum seats. Oh. Yo. Bro. Yo, wait, wait, wait! Hold up, hold up! Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> What? what did I ask? Okay. Could she not have just been genuinely curious? <laughs> nah, nah, I can't blame you, man. I, I've been to a bunch of baseball games, and yes, that is, that is how I went. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah, that's what I mean, bro. Great fun games. Yeah. Games were um, awesome. Blue yo, let me, let, me, let me give you an example of like the little joys of culture. Right at the workplace that I experienced recently. So, you know, I make the joke about the Leafs or whatever, but I had this colleague who is a, what's the name of, what's the name of the people who play in Winnipeg, the hockey Jets. team, the Jets? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan, right? So he's from Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, are you trying to get his identity? Like, no, no, no. Like, I just okay. figured he's oh. a Jets fan. He's probably from Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. because I don't all... know many other yeah, Jets, yeah. Jets no, fans. He's the greatest team in the world. But like, he, st- he starts off, uh, he started at work and then he, like, he looks at me and goes, you watch hockey? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, damn. I'm like, he goes, yeah, I just moved back to Canada um, just moved to Toronto and I've like I've been saving up all these leaf jokes and like nobody here watches the Leafs <laughs> <laughs> bro and I was like that, now, is, that is amazing bro now I want to watch the Leafs just so you can fire off like <laughs> um, but it was just one of those things where it's right. like yo this guy's like super white right? you know mm-hmm. like um, but he looked at me and he was just like bro all I want to do is tell these leaf jokes <laughs> <laughs> and nobody here you know and you know he tried everybody else yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like bro <laughs> do you watch the leaves <laughs> cause I gotta I gotta sound off my laptop <laughs> yeah like, I, I gotta sound off man like, oh man so oh, like, that awesome. was this thing just like oh like, it can really transcend right if you mm-hmm, make the if mm-hmm. you if you make the effort right um but yeah that, that was funny um 
I was about to say rest in peace, but he's not dead. He just no longer works with us. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not. Let's not. Well, I hope he found other people. Um, I really hope he did. But I, I should say, I just at his new workplace, just yeah, like yo, maybe, maybe that's why. Anybody who actually leaves here. <laughs> Hey guys, we're just taking a little bit of a break from the show. As you know, Two Takes and a Pod is brought to you by Yawa Magazine. Uh, Yawa Magazine publishes three pieces a month on music, culture, and community. If you love uh, pieces like that, if you like reading on things like that, please do follow us on Yawa Magazine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also visit our website at www.yawamag.com. And if you'd be interested in writing for Yawa Mag, please do reach out to us. You can find us at yawamagazine at gmail.com. Thank you. Now back to the show. Probably the one angle that we haven't covered that I thought we might spend more time on, but it seems that we've gone the other way, which is fine still. But it's like using your uniqueness in the workplace, Mm -hmm. not specialness, just unique as in being one of a kind, um, as a superpower. Right, like using that as something to differentiate yourself and achieve your career progression, your career goals. Um, I don't know if you found that that's been a thing at all for you. Um, I don't know that I can hang my hat on it, mm-hmm. but I think it maybe have contributed to you know some sort of success that I've had. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, what would you say you used, you know, for yourself anyway? Well, it's the knowledge, right? So you use the term that I really like, which is culturally educated or culturally... Cultural intelligence. intelligence. Cultural intelligence, right? Which is like, off the bat, being black and then being here means you just have more to play with. Right. Right? If you make the effort, you can, you know, very quickly learn about other cultures, Mm -hmm. right? Very quickly. If you make the effort of like, you know, spending time with Indian guys, spending time, you can really... And it's all... It's funny because we all like do it with the perspective of the white man, like you know what I mean? <laughs> right. The white gaze. Um, but I, I really hope nobody comes after me for that. But, uh, <laughs> um, Sorry, what gaze? Um, <laughs> but yeah, but like you, if you put in the effort, you can very quickly learn about other cultures. Right? right. And then now you have a Rolodex, right? Now you have like a toolbox to play with in terms of navigating or using that as, you know, a way to navigate through the cultural space, right? If, if the person directly above you is an Indian man, right? Like, if you've learned a couple of things about Indian cultures, then, you know, if you're smart, you know how to connect. Right. And right. that's really the key, right? Yeah. Like, you talked about mini-me, right? Like, right. how would they see something new if you don't make the effort, if you don't right. make the play to connect, you know? 100%. So, I don't know if that's exclusively a black superpower, but I know that my blackness allows me that door, that access, right. you know what I mean? Straight away to figure that out. Right, that's kind of like, and I agree. And I, I have never thought about that as a particularly black superpower. But I, you know, somebody asked me that question a, a year ago. What's my superpower? And I think I said my empathy and my um, ability to use stored information. So, mm. and that's kind of what you're saying. So, like when my coworkers tell me things, like I had one boss whose son's birthday is on the same day as my brother and I worked with this guy three years ago and every single year since then on like my brother's birthday I would send him a note say oh you know mm. happy birthday to your son and right. I remember the first year I did it 
after I wasn't working with him anymore, he was just like, how do you remember? Mm. And for him, it was a little creepy. I had to explain myself. Like, I'm not stalking you or anything. But right. I remember I- this because, <laughs> I, you know, if people tell me things like, you know, I have a coworker who, whose son is very big on hockey as well. So when I hear these, you know, like when I went to my first hockey game, I spent a lot of time talking to him about it. But like, I, I guess I do that, but I never thought about it as something that I do because I guess I'm black. I just thought, you know, maybe it's just my personality that I'm able to use stored information every yeah. now and then. I know I have a coworker who, she's not black, but she's of a minority group. And she usually like records information of people like birthdays and like, um, birthdays like random stuff so that you know she can just send you a note even though she doesn't work with you anymore and just say hey how is this you told me that like I think it's a pretty cool way to connect with people Mm. I definitely agree Um, but that's interesting that you know for you you see it as something that you know you have that advantage because you're black yeah I guess maybe I I I saw uh, my blackness as the conduit to it uh, but yeah. I don't know. No, no. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's a hundred percent right. By the way, I think like, it, it's like you know. I think from what both of you are saying, like it might be a superpower, but it's definitely taking advantage of that like minority privilege. If mm-hmm. let's say if we don't want to go with black specifically, right. but whereas like we understand at least a little bit of what you might be going through if you feel any because if right. you feel like a minority, you probably feel like us. Right. <laughs> you understand what right, I'm saying? Right. So unfortunately, right that that tends to be the case so it's like you have an easier access into what that person experiences you know you're able to empathize a little bit more because you can see how yes they have a different culture but some of these differences still exist in the same way for them that they they exist for you Mm -hmm. right and you know i I think beyond that uh just i think because it start starts there right that that similarity but similarities in general right like for you for example like it seems like the story you had to reference on was hey i have a sibling or family member that has the same birthday as this Mm -hmm. and basically used it as a way to connect to them and i think similarities really help in that mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. so sometimes you know I think we're reading this stuff right where some companies get it wrong where they, they try to just set up events and like you guys were saying and same thing for me you just kind of go to these obligatory events just because it would be you'd be like the asshole that didn't show up because everybody else did mm-hmm. right versus having like some sort of structured way of actually making people find their similarities mm-hmm. you know what I mean like so some of these games that people play and things like that if it's a structured way you don't have to kind of explore all the different like 15 different differences before you get to a similarity you know yeah, what I mean which yeah. is I think the fear we have when we go into there is like right. I don't watch this show I not really watch hockey I'm not really into baseball yeah. ba- basketball no no you don't <laughs> you know what I mean okay let's keep going now around this like this circle essentially right, right, but right. you know I think from what I took from what you guys said it seems like the like our power is that there's growing number of us anywhere and anytime somebody feel like is coming from that minority is experiencing I'm being a minority, we can connect with them. We can connect yes. with them in that, right? And yeah, yeah. and I, I think, sorry. I was going to say that the other thing too is I, for black people especially, we always feel a need to show up as our like excellent. Like we always have to be excellent at everything. And I think that's a superpower that is very particular to black people. Mm. Like you cannot just be average. Right. You know, you have to be always prepared and so I think that that's something that people need to leverage more like if you're in meetings 
you know that okay you know what I'm going to this meeting or the one thing that always happens to me actually is I, this new group I'm with every two weeks they have these like um, hurdles where everybody on the team has to say what they're working on which Strong. I absolutely hate by the way <laughs> but like you know I'm just like okay you know what now I kind of have to like show off so right. you know um, but I don't even know where I was going with that but anyway I just feel that you know because black people feel be, we already have this drive inside of us that maybe other people don't have or we're told by our parents that we have to be better uh, yeah well that but I think it's and a good it's thing a, no no it's a, it's a good right. thing but it's, it's part of the, the privilege and superpower that right. like really is, is key to all this stuff in, in my mind at least mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I think you, you highlight it really key there right like mm-hmm. you show up extra prepared and I find my like when we have when we have meetings, like I'll, I'll, I don't work extremely hard at this, but I'll just go read an extra document because I know no one else will. Right, exactly. You just want to show off. You just want to rub it in their faces. Yeah, because I'm just like, bro, I've capped, and like I don't even have to work that hard, right? I'm like, <laughs> like you know, what I mean, like I'll, I'll read, you know, because, you, and it's, it's that's the that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not thinking. Like, I, I feel like I wouldn't have that if I didn't come into this Canadian society feeling like, you know what, I have to work harder, mm-hmm. right? If I'm just like a regular person, I wouldn't think that way. Not, mm-hmm. like, if you're a hustler, you're think that way anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think my, I, the reason I have that is because I'm black. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of thing. Um, just before we say anything else, I just want to, uh, since we're giving you stored information, my birthday is May 25th and I, I, <laughs> and I would like the Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Apple Watch. That's funny. Just in case we can. Well, my dad's that. birthday is May twenty seventh, so I'm now always going to remember yours. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. When's your birthday? December twenty sixth. Nobody can. I really that. should know that. I've been I know two you've of your birthday like, parties. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yo, bro, as soon as she said, I was like, guy. Oh yes. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Maybe maybe you didn't go for this 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 last year. Maybe that's why it's uh, you know. It's I didn't get invited. You know, because <laughs> she wasn't here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oops. Okay, and that is the episode, guys. How did you like it? I know that you, I know that you enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I would appreciate sure? if you <laughs> send me a message, a quick text, uh, you know, you know, a DM or something. Just tell like, us how much you appreciate us. Yeah, you know. Um, but that 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 episode, I think, was was quite interesting when when you're talking about moving as a black person in the workplace, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I find that like you know some people don't think about it at all and they just go and they just operate and for others it's constantly on their mind right um, right and so you know I hope this this conversation helped you figure out what you're gonna do if you're gonna keep doing what you're doing um, or if you're gonna take a different tactic and, and stand up and you know figure out a way to deal with it in a healthy way right I think is what like we're all trying to navigate yeah right. And uh, and you know if you if you find that it can be a superpower for you, let us know for sure because I could use some tips as well. Yeah, we need tips, man. We need ideas. Yeah. So, what was your take? Um, I mean, for me, uh, I think one of the things I really uh, took away from that conversation with you guys, with you, Somto, um, was um, understanding your surroundings first, and then being your best self. Right, because um, we talk about well, should you be your full self? Can they handle your full self? Okay, maybe you know, but be your best self. Put your best foot forward, and if you're really the minority in the workplace, in other words, like you're the first uh, of your, you know, of your race, of your kind, of your culture, basically that you're dealing with, um, you're basically operating on a black canvas. 
if you're somewhere where they you know already have some prejudice then you're disproving a stereotype i just don't think that we need to make a show of that i think it's you know reflected in our daily actions and interactions and if they still choose to you know judge us at the end of the day then that discrimination says more about them than us right so i think the takeaway was be comfortable being like your best self at work and you don't really need to apologize for every little thing. Nah, right? Not even a like working bit. on eggshells and all that, you know? Yeah, and, and you should probably, um, I guess my take was, you know, operate in a way that in, doesn't make people want to walk on eggshells around you. That's key. Um, and, and I think the key to that was respect. Um, that was my favorite thing from what she was saying, right? Exactly. So her her mm-hmm. work environment had, you know, respect as the foundation. And that meant that, you know, she had the expectation going in and meant in her mind too, she would operate in a way knowing that people were not going to be walking in eggshells around her. Right. Um, that being said though, you know, there were certain situations where, you know, people are asking, you know, curious questions and stuff and you just have to figure out your way of handling that, right? right. Your way of, of moving around that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of my, my take, you know, have respect as, as the, the floor and yeah, as a know, foundation for all interaction at exactly, work exactly and right. you can't really can't really go wrong from there 100% yeah so guys if you like what you heard today please first of all tell a friend um, share the episode and then if you have my number text me and tell me that you love me and then um, go follow us on social media on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook you can find us at Yawa Magazine or Two Takes and a Pod either one of those and yeah our music is by Boye you can find him at 1705MUZIK yeah don't send me any love texts make sure to subscribe though so you don't miss the next episode you can find us wherever you download podcasts this has been two takes on the pod thank you for listening peace